Hi, I'm Mike. I'm Josh. I'm Dave. And I'm also Josh. And this is Does It Suck Now? 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 Now. Now. week on does it suck now we are wow. going to tell you whether big trouble in little china sucks now <laughs> Which is a right, wait question. hold on do we have to i just feel like for just purposes of the day and age we should make a general disclaimer <laughs> about the fact that we are full aware that this movie is racially and culturally insensitive i disagree mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't. I, I, mean, I have some comments on that later, but okay, here, let me get into this. I don't think it's insensitive at all. Wait, so if you haven't seen uh, Big Trouble in Little China, uh, here's a plot synopsis: Kurt Russell plays hard-boiled truck driver Jack Burton, <laughs> who gets caught in a bizarre conflict within and underneath trash. San Francisco's Chinatown. An ancient Chinese prince and Chinatown crime lord has kidnapped a beautiful green-eyed woman who is the fiancé of Jack's best friend. Jack must help his friend rescue the girl before the evil Lopan uses her to break the ancient curse that keeps him a fleshless and immortal spirit. You mean his friend Wang? Wang. Wang. There's going to be a thousand (laughs) Wang jokes. John Wang. Let's just hold off. (laughs) The Wang jokes are coming. I can't believe they didn't name him John Wang. That just was like, (laughs) that should have happened. A haiku inspired by Big Trouble in Little China. Horny white people appropriate <laughs> Chinese myths to get Jack's truck back. <laughs> Very good. Has, I don't know if you guys know this, but he has saddlebags at the end. Like, where the fuck did those saddlebags come from? It doesn't it's matter. Like, and, <laughs> it doesn't matter. I actually realized on this view, every white so, person in that movie is horny as hell. They are all trying <laughs> yeah. to get some for the entire movie. Oh yeah, I think everyone. It's not even just the white people. Uh, everyone. No, it, it basically is. It's 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 Gracie Law and her friend both trying to Margo? get some. What's her name? Yeah, Margo, whatever. It doesn't. Yeah. yeah. And Eddie, Mario and Eddie are a great couple. So I know. How can they not get together? They're a great couple. So, they did uh, over Eddie their Chinese jacked. dinner at the end. No, so I'm wait, getting I, ahead I of myself. I can, think I can explain the saddlebags. Uh, when I was doing research, <laughs> this movie was originally written as a western where Jack right. Burton rides into 1890s San Francisco Amazing. and gets his horse stolen. And then the plot pretty much goes along as it <coughs> as you know it. But with like- so I, I wrote that it's a, it's a Western samurai kung fu war adventure gangster movie. Is that about right? Oh. Yeah. 
with like with that. um with like demons and uh lightning shooting lots of lightning <laughs> well right off the bat i want to get into we were talking about what scene would you cut now this is a pretty <laughs> perfect movie <laughs> i know it's hilarious but hear me out so i know it's a pretty perfect movie but having done some research on it the very first scene was Ooh, shot comments uh was shot after the movie was made because the studio wanted it to seem like kurt russell was more of the hero and they thought just opening up on him and talking in his truck was not enough so they added that scene where Egg Shen comes in and where he's like, "Do you believe in magic?" Oh yeah. You know? Oh. So well, which, that's a scene that you I like how you were avoiding doing like a bad Chinese accent right there, Mike. Yeah, that was. I'm not doing it. I, I was just. <laughs> no, Do you believe in magic? magic. <laughs> Nobody in this movie is even Chinese. They just grabbed any. There was like white people. Oh, <laughs> everywhere. In that crew, no, but, like, so here's what I know about this first scene. He looks pretty white. I'm, the first scene, he <laughs> the the lawyer explains to Egg. He's like, which the fact that his name's egg but he explains to egg <laughs> egg foo young tours yeah come on no he's like mr egg he's so like, there was a green fireball that blew up a city block in chinatown right <clears throat> which never fucking happens in the movie so i actually no, the have it down here yeah it does it doesn't it doesn't blow anything up it just no, opens it up and it block, sucks the it people appears, yeah no it just sucks the, sucks three people up through holes in the roof which we will get to so at the end it does <laughs> the the whole building does blow up we just oh, don't does. see it so maybe it was a green cloud or whatever all right okay oh, wait like, this... wait the first scene he's like if i'm gonna represent you egg yeah you got to tell me because the green thing and jack burton you leave jack burton alone that was like the best thing i don't know oh, dave dave is doing yeah. the accent he's i well i'm trying to get it a little accurate <laughs> so, i like that guy and so yeah. like and i want to know what happened at the trial? I don't think it was a trial. It's a, <laughs> I agree. Like the, the first scene is, is bad and pointless. Because so Egg at the end is, of the movie is like, yo, I'm out. I am did what I had to do. So the argument for that is that Egg's entrance would then be one of my favorite lines in the movie, which I wrote down. Egg is like sitting there like telling fortunes or whatever. He's like rolling the bones and the stuff or whatever. And him and the other dude are like, they're giving all the exposition supernatural forces and all that shit and um and she and what's her name uh so kim control comes in and, and she sees uh egg egg finishing up his fortune and it's all like thunder and doom and she's like she says something like have we never met before it's actually not the first time you see egg either he, he, okay he that's what the, i was wondering how else do you introduce him if you, you don't he, have that you see him scene? when he's driving his tour bus when jack burton runs him right. off the road trying oh to, right 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 yeah so yeah, he does the best right. line where he's like, and it made here and this really nice Chinatown. Like he ends this line and this really, and as yeah. a kid, I remember it like so distinctly that the minute it comes on where he's like being very mystical. And suddenly he's like, and today it's a nice day in Chinatown. Hey, I everybody, love let's have some egg fushan. I, I love talking about Jack, Jack Burton's entrance is the best entrance of any, I mean, well, obviously. They but. did do a great cut from the egg in the uh, attorney's office and then he's like do you believe in magic <laughs> do you believe in magic so it's he does the um lightning thing and then they cut and then john carpenter's soundtrack kicks in with the truck coming up and you hear that bow, 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 so why don't i play this why don't i play the intro for you guys so we can just hear it and get 
really exciting. Yeah, get, get all jacked and then, up. And then you got to actually tell the story real quick, Mike, because it's madness. I want to see how fast you can tell the story of Big Trouble in Little China. Jack Burton, the Pork Chop Express, and I'm talking to whoever's listening out there. Like I told my last wife, I says, honey, I never drive faster than I can see. Besides that, it's all in the reflexes. Listen to the old Pork Chop Express and take his advice on a dark and stormy night, all right? When some wild-eyed, eight-foot-tall maniac grabs your neck, taps the back of your favorite head up against a barroom wall, and he looks at crooked in the eye, and he asks you if you've paid your dues. Well, you just stare that big sucker right back in the eye, and you remember what old Jack Burton always says at a time like that. Have you paid your dues, Jack? Yes, sir, the check is in the <laughs> mail. That was my Toby. first... That was my first porn movie quote. <laughs> like, he's in a gay bar somewhere. <laughs> you paid your dues. Suck it. Yeah, Jack. That's the right. Let me the play mail. mail. <laughs> there I was I was asking people on Facebook to write memories and, and comments about Big Trouble in Little China and like what they thought about it. And one of the comments was uh, let me let me bring it up here. Because um, it's really funny. Uh, Involving fan participation already in our second episode. This is great. I love well, this. It's good because we care about what the people think. We do. You know, we do care. Not just what we think. Did anybody else write down dildo firecracker during the final battle? Yes, dude. There's so much. There's so much. Dude, the guy's dildo name is Wang. Firecracker. <laughs> yeah. Egg, egg fires at, at Dave. Dave Lomain. Dave, Lomain. that's right. They Dave. call him Dave the whole time. Hey, movie. Dave. He fires, a, he fires a Dave, and he misses by a fucking mile. He misses. Let's just let's, let's go. Let's talk about this movie. Let's let's talk about this. All right. Plot. Okay. So what are we waiting for right now? What are we doing? I'm bringing Michael up a comment be. here from uh, yes. uh, from All a right, friend so of mine. Whenever you read it, right? So Jack yeah. drives into town. In yeah, Jack drives into up. the San Francisco wet market in 1986. It's literally <laughs> raining, so it's like yeah. a wet market. No, there's, he, he's carrying live hogs, and there's geese, and I'm like, the first thought is, this is a fucking wet market in San Francisco in 1986. I know. I so was saying that, Josh. I was like, oh my god, coronavirus. coronavirus. Yes, <laughs> it's affected everything. I can't even watch this movie with the. Every every shot, I was like, ah, like chickens. No. Oh, just don't kill the animals first. <laughs> So we have to say who that is. Because I should say this is my wife, Sarah. She's joined us for the podcast. What's up, Sarah? Podcast crashing. Okay. Gosh, you're so professional, Mike. She, uh, <laughs> she also likes Big Trouble in China. We watched it together last night. <laughs> but so I was saying one thing I noticed uh, uh, from the movie was that they stay up all night drinking and gambling. They're hammers. Night, yes. And they, they never to go hammers. to sleep the whole Not movie. Not once. No. It's 48 hours in Chinatown, just really like is. the porn A Night in China. So, so wait, I, let, I, me, I, let me read this comment. Get to the fan comment already. So <laughs> <laughs> Sean Slaughterback, who is a friend of Bucky's cousin, you might know him as. He's not a friend. He is Bucky's cousin. He is Bucky's cousin. So <laughs> he said, one thing I noticed on a rewatch, the action in the movie starts in the early AM after a full night of drinking and gambling and nobody sleeps during the duration of the film. Uh, also, he says, not safe for work, but I remember a high school friend proposing the porno spoof, Big Trouble and Little Vagina. And then he posted, 
an IMDb link in 2006, a movie called Big Trouble in Little Vagina did come out. Beautiful. There you go. <laughs> because wow. no, no good idea will go unfounded. <laughs> so there's a line in the, the movie universe. No, no good um, porn title will go unmade. So, in the movie, our friend David, the shapeshifter, the like ghost, wizard, spirit, evil, demon, gangster, landowner, um, dude, says he needs a girl who can tame the burning blade. Just wanted to tell you guys that. Oh no! Wait, wait. wait. There's so many. Can we just? We need to like just devote five straight minutes for the. Where is it? I have it. It's uh. It's contain the naked blade. The burning, no, blade. The burning blade. The it's, burning blade. He says naked in there somewhere. Naked okay. burning, burning maybe. Because, oh, yeah, a girl not? brave enough to embrace the naked blade. I had subtitles on, motherfucker. There you go. <laughs> That's the first thing I said to my fiance on our first date. And it went well. Oh, but wait. All right. So hold on. Well. All the action starts. <laughs> I want to go back to, to, to Jack's initial bet with Wang. Right, we all haven't of left the, the first ten minutes of this movie. I know. All right, I'm going <laughs> to do it. So all of the wait, action starts so wait, Jack when and, Jack, Jack and Wang, wait, Jack and Wang, and a bunch of other guys are gambling. Right, and he clean Jack cleans everybody out. Jack wins everything, and it's just him and Wang at the end. And Wang is going to chop the bottle in half. Remember? <laughs> yeah. yeah, double okay. or nothing. Double or nothing. So obviously he fails miserably because his what is it his mind his body are going in different directions. They're different directions, yeah. All right. Spirit. Wang is, Wang is not aligned. <laughs> Guys, also, can I also can I also just say that that this movie doesn't suck, but it also really appeals to women. Like it has a lot of fans that are women. That oh, I agree. Remember it growing up, and I don't know why. And I was trying to explain it to Mike when we were rewatching it, but I think it's because. The like the Kim Cattrall character is like somehow really like spunky and relatable. He's awesome. And the and yeah, I I, I yeah, I really I really don't know, but like well, she's, she's an independent like, woman who's a lawyer who moved to Chinatown in San Francisco. Who doesn't relate to that? She's a reporter. She's she a lawyer. The other Margot like, Daredevil. Get your your ladies right, Solo. Margot's the reporter. She's the Margot reporter. has curly hair. That's right. There's three. There's three hair. women in this movie that have like actual characters. Uh, now who says I mean, three words. Yeah, <laughs> the da- I don't actual yeah, characters. The damsel character doesn't get to do much. I wish she had more <laughs> to do, but she just kind of like is very blank as an actress. So hot. Too. Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall is amazing in this movie. She's, she's so funny. Good. She's like she's like a classic like Hollywood starlet doing rat a tat tat like goofball stuff. Like yeah, she's so good. She's so good in this movie. She tries to bite David's finger. I'm just calling him David because I love it. <laughs> she tries to his bite his finger. They're like scared of her. Not me, folks. Awesome. It's not me. Yeah. And she doesn't want to hold Jack down. She gets it. She's like, this man's got to go. Him and that's why him and Wang are so close. They're both like the wind. They just got to keep moving. She's an independent lady of the '80s, man. All right. So wait. Let's let's we can. All right. We can, so I'm yeah, going to guide this. I'm really going to talk tough. about. Let's talk about the airport where he meets Gracie Law. So, so Jack wait, Burton wait. meets Gracie Law. In but the they make the bet. He we are ten do minutes bottle. into this movie. Right. right. Now. He doesn't get the bottle, and then Jack Burton's worried that his friend Wang is going to run away. Um, and not give him, him like double or nothing. Dollars. Yeah, he owes yeah. him eleven, eleven hundred forty-seven, forty-seven dollars, forty-seven. Yeah, forty-seven. I wrote it down somewhere. 
And so he, he chases him. And so what? Now it's double that. So it's 2000 so he, something. He gets in the truck, drives him to the airport to pick up Meow, Meow Ying. Jack has another like <laughs> John Wayne weird moment where he's like, Yeah, that's the ticket. You got a girl from China. I dated a lot of <laughs> girls from everywhere. I picked up ladies <laughs> from truck stops and from here to, you know, Pismon Beach. But I never picked up a girl from China. And you're like, okay, Jack. All right, I get it. That's it. Holy and then apparently everyone, then they get to the airport. And everyone knows everyone in this airport, except Jack knows no one. Because they're like, oh, no, that's Gracie Law. Oh, no, that's the Tu Wong Fu crew. No, that's the... The Chang Sing. Oh, no, it's the Chang <laughs> right. The Chang Sing's uh, later. Sorry, sorry. The Chang Sing's one of the street uh, things. That's a whole yeah. yeah. Lords of Death. Weren't they Lords of Death? Lords of Death, yes. With the slit sunglasses. <laughs> but every time <laughs> I see it, I'm like, he how the hell does anybody see out of those sunglasses? I know. <laughs> Mike and I were looking, were remembering that. Was <laughs> Those that were the two notes. The airport or it wasn't? It was, it was the airport. Yeah, the, 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 the two notes I have from the airport are the slit sunglasses, oh. 80s, everybody had them, nobody could see anything. And also somebody got abducted <laughs> in the glass trunk of a firebird. It's <laughs> <laughs> where everybody can see what's in the trunk. They just threw a girl in the trunk and closed oh, the glass I, trunk. Something about the research here that Terrifying. we did. If you if you go if you watch it, uh, well, any movie on Amazon Prime, you know you can pause it. It'll show the actor and then their character name underneath it. Oh, yeah. So convenient. it showed right. the thugs, and we were reading them all as one name, and <laughs> it was pretty funny. So the four thugs from the Lords of Death are Craig Nig, Nig One Ear, that's his name, <laughs> Rummel Moore, Joe Lucky, and then Joe Jeff Lucky. Amata Needles. So we were doing it like that. But yeah, so Jeff Amata is Needles. He's the guy, I think, with the um, butterfly Switch knife. Uh, Rummel Moore, as most Asian <laughs> stuntmen are called, Rummel, wow, that is Joe Lucky. He's Joe Lucky. And then Craig is the guy with the slit, uh, sunglasses he's one ear so i don't think they devoted much time to these gang names <laughs> you gave them more time than the movie yeah did. seriously so, these oh, guys have now john carpenter was like you're yeah. one ear lucky joe lucky strike whatever all right you so they end up they end up in an alley and then the movie finally gets bad shit oh wait right? wait hold on so we're skipping so the much parking lot the parking lot we're gonna take wait. this is gonna take eight hours to get through this movie <laughs> yeah yeah okay no, no, we so can, these guys we gotta these guys wait, i want to say that wait, wait i want to say that john carpenter on purpose didn't let kurt russell read the script before <laughs> they started shooting so all of his reactions you'll notice like throughout the whole movie he's like what is happening? How did you get that? Where are we? That's so <laughs> that's good. Very all that's all genuine. He he and he and Wang are both very practical men. They like establish that because they're always giving each other like really practical information when they're like get coming into a situation. Like he's like it's salt water, Wang. Like, and oh, like, yeah. like this, this door and Wang like notices like the the wall textures a couple times. They're both just like really like earthy guys. I just like it. They're like, like oh, I get it. Oh no, this this totally wall is about yeah. what is it? That's steel, about seven. Right, seven, yeah. seven, seven, like welded, yeah. welded, welded steel. steel. Like, this movie has a lot of fun with like the stereotypes of westerns and like samurai movies and, and like kung fu movies. I think it's just like it walks a really fun balance of just constantly pulling these moments like some moments that are like legitimate good 
genre filmmaking and then other stuff that's just hilarious riffs on the genre and it just goes yeah. back and forth it's like like the the one god one of the dudes what's the i don't know what the ground there was the lightning guy the wind guy and then like the puffy the guy storms yeah, <laughs> the right. puffy dude does was, the best. <laughs> they chase the kidnappers in the truck they almost run egg foo young's tour truck off the road chasing oh, them not before the that t-bird they have that really sped up shot where that T-Bird's coming He's at coming at them. Jack yes. and Wang. And Jack, Jack saves Wang. He saves Wang's life. Yeah. You gotta get out Anytime of Anytime you airport, save your man. Wang in any situation, it's fine. It's save your Wang. Saving his Wang. <laughs> save <for> Wang. <laughs> and then he hugged him and he was like, I love you, Wang. <laughs> no, but all right. So, so then they get to this alley, the greatest sound stage ever. Is the, the yes. setup. Which I've been there in Chinatown in San Francisco. And I that does not exist in San Francisco. That is no, no, that was the grid. But they see the awesome street fight between the Chang Sing and the Wing Kong. Yeah, yeah. I wrote that down. I'm very, very happy. I wrote that down. Which are guys show up as different characters later in the movie too. I don't know if you noticed, but no, I totally the one white guy with the mustache that's in like yeah. three yeah. scenes. Yeah. yeah. Is there any comments up until then? So now we're going to get to the fight in the alleyway. Like, I think we kind of hit it because my first thing in the alleyway, and I fucking love this movie, like, grew up with it. That was, and I was thinking about this. This is before really great kung fu from China broke through in, like, the movie world here. So you don't really get it, I think, until Matrix, and then you're having Jackie Chan break in, and that's, like, in the late 90s. So I always kind of use this as, like, my reference in my head. as like, that's really great kung fu. I love it. Because, <laughs> but... When they all come in, they have the funeral going, right? They're sitting in this truck. My first thing is, is how does nobody notice like this gigantic fucking truck in the middle of the street during the funeral? And all the well, other the, guys just literally are walking by it and they're like, Well, the Chang Sing use it as cover. The Chang Sing use it as cover to sneak up on the Wing Kong funeral. Does that guy with the cleaver work in that kitchen? Because he came out of that kitchen and he just kind of grabbed what he needed and he was like, okay, break time. In this fight, there's a really <laughs> wonderful turn that happens. Where, like, all hell breaks loose, and you think it can't get any crazier. And this is what I love about this movie, where all hell breaks loose. There's two street gangs shooting machine guns and fighting with each other. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the three storms show up. I love and it. And all of the gangs band together to fight the three storms. And you're just like... Oh, holy shit. Like, what is happening right now? Oh, guy, I mean, Wang is narrating it all, too, which makes it even more awesome. Well, they did that through the whole movie, and I think it was kind of like, it's it's silly and brilliant, like, all at the same time, where we're just going to fill in the blanks as we go. <laughs> and in some ways, it's hilarious, because it makes me, once again, a little like Kroll. It makes me feel like I'm in a 1930s Dashiell Hammett hard-boiled detective thing, where you're like, who's that? That's the Wing Chang. Who's that? That's the blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Kim Cattrall's like, don't go over there. I'll have to go over there. Oh, Jack. Well, so. even her intro when she's like, what did she say? Like, it's oh, it's me. me, Gracie Law. It's just me. <laughs> <laughs> don't be, don't be like, worried, guys. It's just me. <laughs> nobody turned around and went, who so invited her? Who well, invited so her? Where? <laughs> he runs, and then he runs over Lopan. Kind of. Oh, wait, wait. Here's oh, my best God. thing. You know how in kung fu movies you get like the best weapons for whatever Kung Fu artist. So the three storms come down and I always love this part. Oh yeah. And they, they pull out their weapons. Right. And so wind <laughs> has those two like blade katana things. Rain awesome. who has the really pretty hair. 
Um, he, <laughs> he brings out like knife hands, like it's an extra set of hands. And then lightning gets salad tongs. No, no, no. They're back scratchers. They're they're deadly (laughs) back scratchers. And the best thing that he does is they start to gear up and he goes, Oh, and I was like, it's what? That's not the scary what? That's not scary at all. He no, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta try to replicate the, the <laughs> noise that the guy made. He does it like three times the movie. It's like, <sighs> yeah, the, is that the guy inflates <laughs> wind? Yeah, whatever wind, it is. Wind. wind needs a laxative. Wind, wind needs a laxative. He is too stopped up. It's just, <sighs> <sighs> you know, plop. I don't know, you have to, like, you got to find that, the audio for that. Yeah, yeah he just sounds so backed up, like, just, oh, God, he, he's holding too much in. I don't think that's healthy, especially well, he as we find out in the end. Yeah, he literally explodes at the end of the movie, so that's, I did not enough fiber, guys, come on, we're all getting up there, <laughs> get up your fiber. <laughs> The great tracking shot where the storms come down and then the, the guys band together to fight them. <laughs> And Jack and Wang run over Lopan and they run away into another alley. And then something chases them back. And there's the shot where, like, it's just the, like, no, bodies just everywhere. Bodies everywhere. And, like, the storms yeah. just cutting through everybody's or, like, walking yeah, yeah. down the alley behind They them. run into the Lords of Death first. And then they're like, you look oh, for us, Oh, that's what chases them back. Yeah, all right, okay. <laughs> You're like, no, I'm like, not looking for you guys. Sorry. Just, <laughs> I get a lot of mileage out of Jack. Jack's just willingness to race into situations with no like thought at all about anything. Like he just he just drives in a big circle and he's like, "Fuck, just leave the truck, go." Was there anything in the notes? Was there anything in the notes that Kurt Russell was kind of channeling John Wayne? Oh yeah, actually. Oh man, was on. Hang on, I'll play you uh, a little <laughs> clip of an interview with John Carpenter where he talks about that. Kurt uh, read the script and wanted to play it. And at the time I said, well, what do you want to play? What do you got to play something here? And he said, okay, I'll come up with something. And then we started shooting. And the second day he was doing it, I said, it was John Wayne. You're playing John Wayne. And if you watch the movie, that's exactly, he's doing the same phrasing. He's uh, he just rolling his lines out like John Wayne used to do, just like this. And it's unbelievably funny. And uh, we had a blast. That was one of the most fun experiences we had together. That was a blast to make. And, and what in particular about it made it so fun? Well, how can you not love a kung fu action ghost story set in, in modern-day Chinatown? I mean, it's a blast. We had martial artists flying around. We had Kurt with his 80s hairdo playing John Wayne. We had, it was just a lot of fun. No, I just finally figured it out. Cause I'm like, all right, Jack Burton's backstory. Cause I know, I knew from our last time the talking that Sprague was gonna be like, I don't care about backstories, just go. And I was like, but for me, I was a little like Jack Burton. Where is he from? Who is he? We know he's from Sacramento. We know he's a fellow Californian. Uh, well, where's that accent coming from? You know? <laughs> so let me let me qualify that though. I don't care about backstory if it gets in the way of the plot momentum. I like backstory that's doled out through what you learn about the character watching things happen, and like and uh, like and like that's where like and things like the scene details, the mise en scene, uh, like throwaway lines. I think are really good for character development. I like that stuff. <laughs> I don't like being told 
what the backstory is because I automatically stop paying attention and don't care. Like as soon as you're like, you want well, but this movie does it. This movie does have a big exposition dump in the with Egg when oh, the yeah. scene with Egg when he comes to the the house and um, they all like wind up there at the same time and he's telling the fortune and everything and like, but they do it in such a heightened funny way that they're like, all right, we're just gonna do the exposition dump right here. It's gonna be two minutes of movie, and then we're gonna go right back to it. I promise you. <laughs> I trust the movie that does that. I don't like a movie that has to keep reminding me of what it's telling me because then I'm like, no, just let me be in the movie, you know. I think this movie does that. It just goes, like Mike was kind of saying, like it just goes up and up. Like every next point of this movie is some wild shit. <laughs> like, no, there's there's like so much going hour. on. There's so much going yeah, on in every so possible sequence. Like even the scene you were just talking about, Jack is in the background wearing a satin robe, yelling on the phone with his insurance company. Right, and that's like, how you well, know he's, he's from Sacramento. Bing Kong. They've been fighting for centuries. What does that mean? Huh? China is here. I don't even know what the hell that means. All I know is this low pan character comes out of thin air in the middle of a goddamn alley while his buddies are flying around on wires, cutting everybody to shreds, and he just stands there waiting for me to drive my truck straight through him with light coming out of his mouth. Check, please. Oh. Yeah, when okay. did this Today, happen? Okay, it didn't, on. Uncle Chu. Not like he says. Yeah, it did, Uncle Chu. Two hours ago. Tall guy, weird clothes. First you see him, then you don't. Yeah, is this just a switchboard? That First you see him, now you don't. <laughs> <laughs> the dialogue flies in this movie. Just like they were saying, like, it's that rat-a-tat-tat again. We picked two movies in a row, not on purpose, I don't think, that have this style sure. of, like, like old-school screwball comedy, bam, 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 like, cracking yeah. jokes. Flying by. My wife, everybody's in on it. Everybody in this movie acts like they're the lead in their own secret movie, which I really love. Like nobody's acting like a side <laughs> character in this movie. Fucking when Eddie walks in during this scene, Eddie's yeah. like, they just make it up. He's like, he's the new Maitre D or whatever. He's like, yeah. Anyway, I'm in on this. But he's yeah, like, like so he's in two sentences, he's like, he's like a hero of a movie just out of nowhere. He's like, I'm in. Let's go, guys. Great. Everybody <laughs> likes it like that. He like grabs a plate of food. And he's like, "Oh, we're what? We're breaking into a place? Yeah, I'm in." <laughs> well, he also goes, "Oh, that was your truck." <laughs> Lord to death, we're just taking a girl. See, here's what I don't get. All right, if the Lord to death were just taking a girl at the airport, then why didn't they just take the first girl? Because he said they weren't on orders to take anyone specific, so they must have grabbed Gracie Law's it's because, friend. It's because Jack Burton like, stepped in. Jack Burton stepped in, got his ass kicked, so they left the first girl and grabbed uh, Meow, Meow, Meow Ying instead. Oh, well, I thought they looked at her and they were like, oh, no, we need a different one. Right. They don't know about <laughs> the green eyes thing. That's the whole... So now we have to, let's, get our, let's get our heroes into the adventure. So now so they have to go in. So the, Swanson, they, so the fact that there is no clear hero in the movie is on purpose and it was one of the complaints of the studio because they really wanted kurt russell to be the hero but it, the movie was written as having no clear hero like if you're going to pick one and after you watch the movie you would probably pick wang as being the hero because yeah. he obviously fights the best he's like the smartest he like knows yep. what's going on it's not kurt russell Kurt He's Russell's rescuing the girl. Yeah. He's going to rescue the, the princess, you know? Yeah, that's, yeah. those are things I say to my Wang all the time. Yeah, but but spoiler alert, <laughs> Kurt, Jack Burton has the kill shot on Lopin. He does. So. He does. He does. He, does. Yeah. So. he skipped way ahead. Yeah, like, sorry, I mean, you're wondering why. If, if, you, if you need a hero, usually the hero gets the big bad guy. He also knocks himself. He spends most 
after that fight on the floor, though. He knocks himself yeah. out by shooting. He shoots a tile on his head, and then he fights the heavily armored dude and gets stuck underneath them for like 10 minutes. I know, yeah, I know. that's hilarious. So wait, right. I love so, that. We, so they go to the whorehouse. That's the first one. Oh, the whorehouse. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Act, act one coming to a close. Henry Swanson goes to a whorehouse. Who I was like, I, Emily goes, who's my fiance for people out there. Emily was watching it with me. And she said, yeah, Jack Burton kind of sounds like that guy from Parks and Rec. And I was like, Ron Swanson? And she was like, yeah. And I went, well, he does have an alias of Henry Swanson, who I guess in Jack's backstory yes. was like, he was on the road. He met the Swanson brothers, you know, <laughs> Henry and Ron out in Michigan clip. somewhere. I'll play you a little <laughs> clip of him as Henry Swanson, which is Henry cool. Swanson is great. How do you do, ma'am? Henry Swanson's my name, and excitement's my game. Cashua charge? Oh, gosh. Cash, I guess. I mean, it's not deductible, is it? <laughs> excitement's my game. That giggle's amazing. <laughs> He's not like, deductible. I love how serious, too, because the next line is, is like, do you have a girl with green eyes? And... All the people like respond whenever they say this. Anybody who has this line is like Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> he really lays it on thick. He's like, he's like, money is no option. Fresh off the boat is how I like them. Like, he's like, if you have this exact. The more illegal, the better. <laughs> like, like, I really want to sex like the airport today. Maybe you were connected by a gang at the airport just a few hours ago, kind of girl I'm into. You know, if they, the if they like have the smell of the creepy. trunk of a T bird, that gets me going. <laughs> it's just like a lot of guys is wearing weird 80s glasses, <laughs> he has a butterfly knife. Alternate title of the movie Henry Swanson needs a sex sleeve. Oh, <laughs> oh man. So they so they go into the warehouse, right? And he just starts making conversation with the girl, and he's like, "So you know, you come over, you have sex with like a bunch of dudes, and you move on to something else, right? Like accounting, <laughs> or yes. something." You know? He was I'm actually getting that, my real estate license. They're playing. That part's, like, <laughs> that part's really like horrifying. I feel like they do like that. Like that whole yeah. sequence was was like really dark and fucked up. And like you remember John Carpenter's a horror movie director because that stuff like very like i don't know it's almost like it doesn't fit in the movie because it's like too horry it's too scary like when she's all like tied up to the table and she's got like a big bruise on her face like that's that's like not campy fun that's a little straight up gross and scary well, no, they, they have to, it gets a little serious because you're like this woman is a captive and yeah. you know they're gonna they're gonna traffic her to a right. you know like strange underworld deity an ancient so, mao ying mao yeah. ying I know it's now. like a, it's these are the now. stories that happen in mythology all the time. It's just weirder when you kind of I guess that's the point when you put it into a context that looks a little more real. You see a little bit more of the horror, I guess. You know, yeah. like if this was all happening in ancient China or wherever, anywhere, anywhere of olden times, it wouldn't quite seem as like you know you're a little more removed. I guess it's, I'm going to be very honest too. Whenever this movie was on, if it was on like Prism or HBO or Cinemax as a kid. When you look for stuff with boobies, that scene where the the lightning is coming down and all of them are running out and they have no clothes on, when you're just like a 10-year-old, you're like, oh, 
Oh. Yeah, but it's like a. It's I like, like three, It's like a three-second boob blitz, and then it's over. Yeah. I mean, why don't you? That's all like, you needed. That's all you see. You kids don't understand out there with your internet now and all the porn you want. We had to wait for it. So much. We had to wait. So much money. There's so many people. There's so many people in that brothel. It's respectfully. It is. Jumping. One of the so clown cars of hookers out of every room, you can, just you like can emptying into the hallway. One of the no, things. there was a conference in Chinatown, a real estate conference. <laughs> the accountant. The accountant. <laughs> and they're all like, "Hey, we gotta go. oh, get out of here!" Make my pants <laughs> and then the, and the storms come through the roof, right? Well, and then they the take her. Remember, Connie, hold my calls. <laughs> When the lightning guy first comes to the roof and there's that explosion and then the madam flies through the door. She flies so far. Oh, it's she's just dead. like, boom. And it's like, she's oh. dead. For sure. <laughs> they it's almost as good. Almost as good as when uh, the truck in the alley runs through the three storms and they have yeah. that cartoon moment with, I think, Rain, mm-hmm. where they all get out of the way and then he goes, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He gets a front flip over the entire truck. I know. (laughs) Hello. It's like, what is that? Flying around on wires, like Jack Burton said. Malhying gets kidnapped, and now they get back. This is one of the best scenes where they get back, and it's raining, and they're all wet. And Jack, once again, is going, what the hell is going on? (laughs) I was there for some underage sex, and... There's a hilarious no. joke in there where I think Jack was. Oh, go ahead, Mike. Sorry. There's a hilarious joke in there where they all come into Kim Cattrall's apartment, and he he goes, "Where the hell are we?" And then he says, "Like she says, like it's my office." And he's he like I don't know. He makes some joke of like you live in your office. No, you sleep here. He like sits in the reclining chair, and it goes all the way back. He's like, "What do you sleep here?" Yeah, he's, he's, he's sleep. He reclines. <laughs> <laughs> It was a joke that I never, I never heard before in the movie. Where I was, just like, <laughs> he says, "Wait, I thought I wrote this one down." He says something. Oh, he's like, he says something like, uh, "I feel like, I feel like I'm the odd man out here, or something like that." Isn't that what you're talking about? That scene, or am I mixing up scenes? I think that was in the uh, restaurant because they go, "You are." Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the uh, Kim Cattrall and Margot fit in so well, of course. Well, Margo like, gets I don't, pulled what, into this because she is literally the only reporter in the city <laughs> that will believe Gracie Law on the story. And she admits that straight off the bat, which I love. Yeah. She's like, like, trying she's to get the a big only break. person that will listen to me. <laughs> literally, that's how I know her. Oh, so we should get to their amazing plant, which is another hilarious plan because they keep coming up with like, plan, like their, their plans so far, it's like, Oh, well, um, what will we do? Uh, I'll dress up in these funny glasses and go to a whorehouse and then act like a cop the whole time. And we'll talk- what are we going to do? Like we're going to go in there and we're going to get them. Yeah. And then the next scene America. is, like, oh, so me and you, Wang, we'll pretend to be with the phone company, just dress like we are in the middle of the night. And we'll just go in there and be like, we're with the phone company. I have a phone in my hand. Like we're- I'm going to carry a rotary phone and we're going to walk in the front door. Yeah. <laughs> I love like, the one. Go ahead, Mike. Say a bunch of phone company things. Like, where's the, the junction box? Oh, it's got to be down here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the guys are just like, we know. You, they just let it's, him in because it's like, they oh, just God, let him right in. And they like, sound like, just, go ahead. Well, they're, oh, but, but they're like, oh, they're going like, to go into the booby trap elevator, right? All right, yeah, yeah. okay, that's fine. Just let them they go. They sound like <laughs> two teenagers trying to buy alcohol. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's okay. I'm 45. Can I have some of this Schlitz, please? What, what oh, a day I had at my adult job today. <laughs> <laughs> I could sure use some alcohol to unwind. I do love how, how Wang does add. He's like, I think they bought it, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, before that. Wang and, Jack, Wang and Jack are such kindred spirits. They, they both are like always enthusiastically willing to jump in. They give it their all. They love to gamble and drink all night, and they both fucking love America. And they're like, they're like two sides of the same coin. Well, oh, they're Jack like says it early guys. in the movie during the gambling sequence. I even wrote this quote down. He was like, Wang, you and I are just a couple of guys, racial differences notwithstanding. <laughs> Californians. He says we're both oh, Californians. Just some Californians. Right. Yeah. Racial differences. Yeah. But it was the racial differences notwithstanding. Racial I'm like, all right, disclaimer. I don't know why yet. When they what are you going to say now? When they drink well, the what, potion to yeah. get strong, there's like a little thing oh, in there. God, I know. And Wang's like, God bless like the stars and stripes. And then. <laughs> May the wings of liberty let never lose a feather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, they're like, yes, we are brothers for life. We're in this, Joe. <laughs> well, but when more, they do man. that, he and and when they do that, and Wang, obviously Wang coming out of nowhere, he's like, she's like, you can't go in there. It's cutthroat and blah blah blah. And he goes, yes, I can. You waltzing in and out of there like the wind. My mind and my spirit are one. And she goes, He's ready. Um, she goes, I would go in there, but, and he goes, We know there's a problem with your face. Let's go, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Because she says at the, at the restaurant or the, the, the <laughs> brothel, she says, uh, I can't go in there because they know my face and they'll want to smash it or something like that. So she, he was like right. making a reference to that. She's Daredevil. She's like Daredevil. She's like, Yeah. Living in the neighbor in her neighborhood, working out of it, doing right to the people. Except she's except she's not blind and has no strength whatsoever. Well, Gracie Law backstory. Right. I think she got off a bus from Idaho with like big dreams in her eyes, and she went to L.A. and tried to do the actress thing, and then didn't work out. And where does she end up? Chinatown. China, of course, <laughs> naturally. Of course, that's that's where you can and get she, some cheap real estate. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. She. <laughs> She integrates herself so well that nobody wait, notices so, that she's a white lady with green eyes. So Jack and Wang walk walk into David Lopin's business front, and Wing Kong, they, yeah, they immediately go to the secret elevator that they find in the basement. <laughs> like walk through an entire storeroom and then just like walk right into the secret elevator. When even Jack's like, "I hope you did that," and Wang's like, "I think I did. Let's go in." <laughs> And what is know, this, and Chinese they, and backwards? You know, it's counting down. <laughs> what? And, I love and they that go line. into, and then they spring the line. trap on themselves, right? Yeah. yeah. And then that's when the movie introduces this idea, or like they, it kind of starts showing you these like levels of hell or whatever theme. It's not like super deep, but they like, Ed, I think Eddie talks about it. He says like, China's got a lot of hells. There's like the water down. hell, and there's like down. the. Well, that's actually a real thing. Right, but and which so are apparently that, just room in David Lopin's weird citadel. That's where all the hells are. Like the that's biggest the most building. Part. How big world. is that building? How so big is I was doing some research on Chinese mythology, and the biggest actual, veteran stadium. Hold on, Mike, drop the knowledge. Drop <laughs> the Chinese <laughs> mythology knowledge. On Chinese mythology, and uh, there's Chinese legends that speak of the eighteen le- levels of hell, 
Each court deals with a different aspect of atonement and different punishments. Most legends claim that sinners are suggested to gruesome tortures until their deaths, after which they are restored to their original state for the torture to be repeated. Nice. It's called Diu. It's like and Valhalla, but with just straight torture. Well, <laughs> you can see how the sets were probably designed Prometheus. with that in mind because there's all these levels of hell. It's like a labyrinth that yeah. people have to sort of get through. And, you know, everywhere, in as soon as they get there, there's bodies that look like they've been tortured, drowned and burned and whatever. I was just about to say that. I'm like, do you know how many bodies they encounter when they're going through? <laughs> like, there's like at least like dozens of bodies that they're just well, like, yeah. David's like 2,000 years old at least, right? He's, he's probably more than that because it seems like he's done this before. Like he's, he's done this ritual before. So he's thousands of years old. He knows how to like work. Like he, he's got a highly trained army of like rent-a-cops with machine guns that are really <laughs> ready to shoot bullets anywhere. Like they just run in fire in every scene, and don't like, ever got anything in classic yeah, '80s fashion. He knows he's got he's been greasing palms for thousands of years. He can do whatever he wants. He probably bought that land like right in the beginning, like before the gold rush. He probably bought like a city block in San Francisco. I was like, this shit's mine, and has been running it like a gangster. He's like so he's what? kind of a weird character. No, his his Wait, intro David? scene where he talks to where he talks to Wang and uh, oh, that's Jack great is scene. great. Yeah. That's a great like dialogue sequence. That whole conversation. I have a question. Is is the all right? So we take the ship, the red or the black fortress, whatever you two work out amongst yourselves from <laughs> Kroll. It does black the same. Printed <laughs> from the sunlight. It's over. Yeah. Does um, the same <laughs> rules apply with his? Uh, what is it? Solo. What's the name of the place? The the, the Lopan Trading Company. What? The, yeah, the because Lincoln? he's if he's two thousand years old, San Francisco didn't exist when he built this fortress. So how does he move this fortress from one place to the other? Because we were seeing like thousands of bodies. Oh, is okay. it so the egg, black fortress? Egg, egg um, touches on that, by the way. It's all see, underground. I miss this. Everything's underground, right? All of the everything's underground. Hold on, I gotta like flip many pages ahead. We're getting ahead. This is like when they. This is <laughs> I feel like the... Egg is pretty old too, right? Egg's got some like he's an alchemist. He's been drinking some potions. I bet you he's like 150, 160 at least, right? Like yeah. Okay, here we go. Back um, maybe two hundred. This is from Egg. Egg, as they're like going up for the final conflict, Egg says. Earthquakes turned the world upside down, and unnatural right. people roamed free to commit offenses against the gods. And he's talking about thousands of years ago this happened. So all oh. they're going through these tunnels when, like, before the world flipped I, upside down. I thought he said a thousand years ago, and I was like, meh. Just a thousand? Great. <laughs> maybe. I mean, maybe. has a great little, little rant about... Um, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> In the middle of this scene when they're in the elevator. So uh, it's kind of nice. So they're in the after, elevator. After, wait, after Egg was dealing drinks to everybody. No, no, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. We're skipping, right. we're skipping ahead. We're skipping ahead. So, no, so we're in Stop scene, it. Nobody's going to listen to this if we skip it ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so they sneak in with the phone company ruse. They get in the elevator. And then it cuts to Egg Shen talking back at the restaurant. I guess it's the restaurant that they know. And he comes in and he's talking about the Chinese. Of course, the Chinese mix everything up. <laughs> Look at what they have to work with, huh? There's Buddhism, Confucianism, and Taoist alchemy and sorcery. We take what we want and leave the rest. 
just like your salad bar. But there's one thing even David Lopin must acknowledge. All movement in the universe is caused by tension between positive and negative furies. And when the furies are out of balance. As they are in Lopin, who is cursed. <laughs> and the people turn into demon and live forever. Repulsive and evil, existing only to plague the living. During during this like taunting conversation between Lopan and Wang and Burton, when so that's Jack the next scene. Right? No, no, that's so, that's after they get captured. Jack refuses to call Lopan Lopan for the entire movie. He calls him Dave. <laughs> <laughs> like, like he just he's calls he just calls him Dave or Davy. So he's like, yeah, Dave. And he's like, going on. He's like, you couldn't find another girl with green eyes. And he's like, well, Mr. Burton, <laughs> like, you seem to be the one who knows difficulties with women. <laughs> he's like, I don't know if I can do it, John Wayne, but he's like, you expect me to believe this shit? <laughs> so good. His best line of that conversation by far was he goes, are you crazy? Is that your problem? <laughs> that was a bunch of creepy giggles too, Lopan. I well, know. I yeah. love that. They just oh, like they just take you, shots at each other for this whole conversation. It's later in the movie, it's, but he totally like tries to make fun of Kim Cattrall when she's tied up, and she um, what is it? She tries to move her hand, but she but it's like tied to something, and she hits herself, and he's like, <laughs> and does like the like handshake at her. Oh, that's the scene. So I have that scene here where he's like giggling at her, and he goes the like, tickle scene. <laughs> oh, the tickle scene. <laughs> he goes wait. <laughs> That actor is amazing in this movie. He's just doing some wild shit. He's going. <laughs> that scene is amazing. Oh god, He's so oh, good in that funny scene. so creepy. The, the two of after two thousand years, you know. Yeah, after 2,000 years, you know David Lopan's into some freaky sex shit. I mean, he's done he's it so all. Weird. Yeah, he's he into wants, baby he wants shit. his chicks to grab the naked burning blade. Of course he's yeah. into <laughs> freaky stuff. So they they somehow... <laughs> they escape. I do want to escape. Say, they escape, no. yeah. They escape oh, with oh. the help of Jack Burton's trusty boot knife, which should yeah. be a character in itself. <laughs> I kept a whole separate column of notes, and I am... He rolls down backwards in the wheelchair when he finally escapes the prison, and then he has to push. That scene is so cool. He like has to push yeah. himself back up in the wheelchair. Forearm strength, away where he's it. just like with his forearms. <laughs> Even the way he why? gets out of the wheelchair, is so yeah. Good. But why it's does it? Why can't he just keep rolling the wheelchair after he gets up? Why does he have to go there and then push no. the wheelchair back? So I get it. Back. He just wants to get out of it. He's so scared. He just wants to get out of it. You don't want to fall down that hole. That hole was like some crazy shit going on down there. There was like demons wailing or something. Like you don't want to fall I, down that hole. I also have a question. Can can Lopan marry anyone with green eyes? Because then yes, apparently. you could have married yeah. Eric Sermon, the Green Eyed Bandit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice, 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 good one. Yeah. <laughs> did you write that or did you wing that one? <laughs> I, I was thinking about that one. It came to me. 
because yeah. I got five mics. <laughs> they have to pass the um the taming of the fire blade or whatever it was. That that was the key thing. You had to have green eyes and pass that. So My that was, was when he was like, there have been others. Oh, yeah. Mr. Buckton, there have right. been others. And oh, they're like, oh, shit. This so wait, takes me to their wait. other genius plan. Which is when they break. <laughs> well, they, they get out. Uh, no, go ahead. They, they break Sorry. into where all the girls are being held captive. And then how they did they find them. that? I don't know, man. They just took the elevator up and they're like, oh shit. So the There's plan. There's a picture and a button of naked girls. They're like, there. Yes. <laughs> so wait, there's a, their other genius plan is to walk right up to the, the door of the prison while what is it? Eddie's holding a gun to Wang's head and he's like, I'm going to... No, Wang's got Eddie hostage. He's like, I'm going to blow his head off and, and so I'm funny. like sitting there like, they don't know who these fucking people are at all. I know, and Jack is, by the way, hand over hand sneaking under them on the catwalk. Like Ninja Warrior. Like, I, do like, I do like that part. I like that part of the plan. But it is funny, like, Eddie just... But Eddie plays it straight though. He's committed to it. He's like, oh no, this guy, like, you guys know me, right? Like, save me. Those guys are not buying it for a second. They just come out ready. They're like fighting. Like, no, no, the girls, girls are, it was the all, most it's the most yeah. one-sided fight because the girls come out and they're ready to go. And yeah. they just dodge a couple, they like, you know, faint. And then it's like you, when they hit those two girls, it is, I don't know why this is the only part. In the rest of the movie, a hit never lands so hard as to when you see Wang or Eddie go, boom, boom, smack. And then you, you almost feel the thud of the girl, and you kind of go, oh, man, that's a, that's a woman you're hitting. Oh, man. Like, like, he knocks smack. the one woman like over the edge of the railing, through the railing. Oh, yeah, she top. did. And they she seem did. to just fall down into this like, bottomless pit. Which is like, what? Yeah. Where yeah. are they? <laughs> just I guess you really got to protect your sex workers. Like, they're kind of like in, <laughs> yeah, there's sex. just nothing there. They're in that uh, thing from X-Men that they keep Magneto in. They're, uh, right. It's just like, like by a, itself. A yeah, yeah a cube in the middle of no, yeah. <laughs> that set was very like Rambo or or kickbox or no no uh blood sport it just felt oh yeah like one of those oh, totally movies. no i love i love this <laughs> i love the part of that where jack runs through and like shoots at all the locks with his mac 10 and they don't even move or nothing happens and then he just rips the gate open <laughs> afterwards. Screams. oh question how does wang suddenly become so good at kung fu never he got his mind in his, his spirit Always good at it, but he was yeah, out of line. He got, he got, his, he got his body together, and his mind aligned. He was, he was juvenated. He lost it. <laughs> then he got rejuvenated again. He was rejuvenated. Rejuvenated. <laughs> because, like, and also for the people who can't know, the people don't know that we're doing this on Zoom, Josh Sprague was putting his hands together in some sort of chi sign thing there. Yeah. And it was very funny. That's and I happens. feel bad that you can't see it. Wang runs a circle up a wall. Like around, yeah, like a loop I love that. In, the, in yeah. like the dungeon fight, which is awesome. And then one of the sidekick guys that they like pick up on the adventure, one of like the good guys, he does this like amazing double kick where he like runs and he jumps and like runs across two guys' faces, but in like real time, it's like a real stunt, and it's awesome. It's just so cool. Yeah. cool. I right. loved it. I also like Rain's fan kicks. Like Rain does that. Like he is always using his cape. He's the pretty one with the long yeah, hair, yeah, yeah. by the way. So he does this little like, and then he does fan kick. And then he's like, I'm rain. But I've never seen water come out of his hands, by the way. But wait, I want to- He has the same wind thing. 
they, I think he'd win, doesn't he? So they they rescue they rescue all these women just to just to bring it back. I'm just bringing right. it back. They do. So and they're, 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 they're rescue, halfway through this movie. They rescue the all these women and they all escape through the sewer tunnels while all of the guards are shooting at them and nobody hits anything. Okay, this is the first Where he's time like, that, we're almost out. We're almost. But this out. is the Jack first time that Jack Burton and Gracie Law hook up. Is in yeah. the in no. that sequence where Gracie no. like everybody comes. Yeah. Yeah, not no. yet. Not yet. They don't hook up. They just they are do. rubbing each they other do. in, in uh-uh. the tunnel. Wrong. Like, do you consider making out with tongue hooking up? Yes. Well, no, he kisses then they, her. Then they hook up in the tunnels, Because <laughs> it happens. And then she's like, no, no, no. And then, and then they get a little further, and he's like, you got to stop rubbing your body against No, me. no, no. He pops up and kisses her hard, and then he's like, I'm sorry, I'm just thrilled to be alive. (laughs) You guys ran past my favorite line the whole movie, I think. When they they get to the gate, and and he's like, all right, Jack, before he opens the gate, he's like, all right, from here on out, things are going to be normal. (laughs) (laughs) Storefronts, clerks. And he opens the door, and it's like, he's like, we're going to run through. He opens the door, and it's just all the bad guys. No, that's after. That's after the sequence. I'm just, Uh, this is crazy, like, in the tunnel while they're all wet. When he pops up, he's the last one to come through, and she's worried that he didn't make it. And he pops up, and he just, like, plants a kiss right on her. And he's like, I'm sorry, I'm just thrilled to be alive. (laughs) <laughs> that's a good joke they do with the names because she's like uh whoever comes up she's like she thinks it's the person who's going to be next like they yes. run that whole like sequence yeah they, yeah exactly like, no. and that's when we discover that wang is fucking amazing at Kung he's Fu. a badass i wrote <laughs> yeah. that in my notes yeah and that jack, one of many times every... jack is worthless in a fight Less he than is a minute, he doesn't but... he doesn't have one combat fight in the movie in a, like a big way he's he well, no. went down and he's like my gun doesn't work i'll take out my knife oops my knife and then yeah earlier in their foray into into lopan's trading company he does shoot a couple of guys with the gun and then looks shocked and the one guy that's with him is like and he's like is that the first time you plug somebody <laughs> <laughs> A person, apparently, the maid in Chinatown has killed many people. You can feel the wind is rising, baby. Now the truth is here. Out of the dark, they're coming, baby. All the things you fear. We better run. Running through the mystic night. Running till they take us away. As, as everybody's escaping, Gracie gets grabbed by a random hairy hand. She stared at him a long up. time, too. She stared at that. I, I was she really like, does. Come on. Come on. He's like, ah, What's that? <laughs> oh, no. There, there are multiple monsters in this movie, which you don't even get until like three quarters of the way through the movie. There's like you the know, one that grabs the guy in the sewer. Oh wait, wait! I have, so many, I have so many notes big about bug. that. Hold on, we gotta, wait. we gotta, we gotta wait. Till so it. wait before you do that. The name of the monster that grabs Gracie Law. This was how quick they did this. Sewer monster. That's it. Sewer yeah. That's the sewer name. <laughs> but sewer monster. 
has a role in this movie larger than a lot of other it characters. It does. Well, I think and, John Carpenter eyeball mouth have huge roles in this movie in the next acts coming up. I love oh, God. the eyeball thing. I love that oh. thing. I was waiting to talk about that. I love that. As thing. they're leaving too, I love how I wrote good thing egg brought a bus. <laughs> no, but this is this is what Mike was talking about earlier. They all escape in the bus, and then the fucking security guards come running out and just oh unload a thousand rounds at the bus at point blank range and don't hit anybody. They really did gets away safe. None of these guys are ex-military. It's very reminiscent of Star Wars stormtroopers like blasting at the Millennium Falcon and just like missing everybody by miles that's what it looks like <laughs> the, the bus is 20 feet from the front door the security <laughs> guards are five feet from the front door they shoot probably 350 rounds and the walls nobody on gets hit. Bus are paper thin <laughs> like, too that's like aluminum that's like really thin <laughs> aluminum that is not stopping any bullets they would all and Dax doesn't even Dax just like we're good everybody's good yeah we made it he says it way too soon like we made it yeah (laughs) where's Gracie (laughs) they're not even on the bus yet they're like we're out of here and that's when they start planning the revenge trip which is immediately oh man immediately (laughs) yeah like I said nobody sleeps like as soon as they, they party he gets to San Francisco he parties all night and gets wasted with Wang Wins all this money, and then Wang's like, let's go to the airport, and then just shit starts, and they never go to sleep. They do eat a lot of food, though. I will say, yeah. like, the food in this movie looks so delicious. It makes you want, like, a, just a bowl of noodles. Dying. I was so dying. I, we're not doing any, like, cake scouts or anything in my household, and I was looking at that bowl of noodles with some real Even, real even the guy that's oh, eating God. the fish that hands it to uh, Jack yeah, when I they know. get to the... I was kind of like, I kind of want a bite. I think it's a mere smoked <laughs> fish. Looks <laughs> completely looks disgusted. He's just not quite ready for it. Maybe I'll some drop fish. that. Maybe I'll drop that sound effect in. But when he takes a bite of that fish, it somehow it sounds delicious. Like the phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like a carrot meets a crispy cucumber, but it tastes like yeah. white fish. Like the foley artist, like the foley artist, was just like finishing the scene he's like ah oh, shit i need something to like that sounds like a, eating a fish and he just took like a i don't know like a like crispy lettuce yeah yeah <laughs> it was like half lettuce but it was really wet too like i'm trying to think of something that's maybe he really like, I'm bit you, it's like a pickle or a cucumber yeah i would say maybe, uh, yeah. that's a good one maybe he was like really eating some sushi <laughs> he like got sushi and he was just really eating like taking a bite of a fish okay. He takes the bite of the face, though. That's a that's, that's yeah. different level. Oh, but wait. So, I don't know what so they're they eating they in those restaurant to, scenes either. Yeah, they, they all go, go to Ed's eggs. house to, to get ready for the revenge trip back to get Gracie. Right? That's the this whole... The and second Gracie scene. And Mel, yeah. Everybody had a house yeah. making a plan. And Mel, <laughs> it's like, we're just, we're just going to go right back. And like Egg flips open the sewer hatch in his kitchen floor. And it's a yeah. fire pole to hell. You don't have one of those? Like, wait, this is, this is where my research kind of came in because the guy, uh, Edlin, Richard Edlin, who did the uh, special effects, also did Ghostbusters. Oh, so I was oh yeah, right. That Shout out to him. The special effects in this movie are amazing. They're like, There's, yeah. I know they're not like beautiful, like realistic, photorealistic CGI, 
but they're just perfect like movie effects this is like the to me this is like the peak of like movie effects is this era where like there's a little bit of like digital manipulation but not much and it was just cool like i just loved it the lightning looked amazing every time that dude had lightning like curling up his body it was fucking awesome no, it holds up. No, like, I have, I have, watch... I have a lot of yeah. like special effects notes, like the fact that this one right here, the '80s had very trippy and elaborate prisons for women. <laughs> it really did. That was like a whole thing in the '80s. I don't want to go down that road, but man, so could... man, so and everything just... was coked up when they wrote it. They were like, yeah, yeah. then they get like, out of like, there like, and they like, go Gracie, right back in. Gracie We've been meow. three days. Yeah, like Gracie Meow Ying are like in this like crazy like Buddha temple and they're all being like mind wolf like washed and I'll marry both just, the girls. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was like an ode. That was like an ode to uh like eighties hair metal ballads, like a music video. Oh my god. Because well, that, that's well, the same thing they did in Lost show. Boys. In Lost this, Boys, they have that whole like like you know Oh, we gotta do Lost Boys. Can we do Lost there's Boys? It's like a sequence yeah. like where it's just suddenly it's a music video when they have this, to touch the naked blade, which is the when set, the set of this movie was used in a Janet Jackson video. For if in 1992, do you remember that song? It's like, yeah, no, 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 I was 13. no, 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 <laughs> Janet Jackson, all, all that dual video too in the waterfall. Okay, <laughs> all right, let's uh, fine. Yeah. It's fine. We gotta stay focused. <laughs> stay so, hard to stay focused. <laughs> we can do it. We can do Wait, it. Wait, hold on. So, egg, egg drops one of the greatest. This, the, uh, the sequence when they're going to to fight the final battle. Oh, they have one umbrella they're trying to because it's raining the whole movie and i even have a note where it says how many john carpenter movies is it raining for the entire movie it rains so much <laughs> and, I, in movie. and i feel like that's i feel like it's that's most it's like 80 90 percent of john carpenter movies is raining for the entire movie <laughs> yeah oh i have but, a little quote for all right so like you but said, you know it's brave what is it the brave man like to feel nature on his a uh, brave man likes to feel nature on his face but a wise man has yeah. enough sense to get out of the rain yes <laughs> yeah egg Nice one. Yeah, thank, thank you. Like when, um, when Dave when Dave tells uh, Jack, he's like, "Shut up, Mr. Burton. You're not put on this world to get it." That's a good line too. <laughs> yeah, line. which he doesn't quite on purpose. <laughs> I yeah. made a little joke out of so when they're in the tunnels, and you can talk about the tunnels in a second. But they they finally they all gear up. They're gonna go after the girls. They get into the tunnels, and then they do the whole '80s hair metal, you know, music video thing where the girls have to touch the naked burning blade right and they <laughs> so they do but it's after the crazy knife show the crazy crazy <laughs> oh my god yeah. the puppy dude the puppy dude gets some like, like stanley kubrick kind of shots like really wide like wide angles wind yeah and like yeah. like doing all his moves it's awesome like carpenter was like this dude's awesome we're just gonna put him in here doing some shit well after all that pomp and circumstance they all lift up the girls magically and they touch a light bulb that flickers. A dragon, and they come ball. Down. dragon ball. <laughs> dragon ball. They, they, and they, here's they a David the dragon balls. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wang. So um, <laughs> David Lopan goes, 
uh, they survived the burning blade, tame the savage heart. And I added and changed my light bulb. So they, <laughs> <laughs> apparently that's why he oh sends God. girls with green eyes up there. It's just like, can you get that? That's, you that's when he'll marry. That's when he's going to decide he's going to marry them both. Right. And now, then, now they sacrifice now, Gracie. Shout out to David, David Lopan Taylor, by the way. I don't know if you guys noticed the scene like before the wedding. David Lopan's Taylor is like making Lopan like a, a crazy awesome wizard gown to get married in. He's already got the girls in like brand new outfits. That dude is working fucking hard. Just shout out to David Lopan's Taylor. Well, and you don't Great you love job. that scene too, where they're like finally Jack and all them. So they go through the tunnels, and that's when we see that weird like beetle creature eat one of the guys, and. He throws egg throws the little like uh, his little pebble ball thing. <laughs> you shall explode. not come back. Yeah, and he goes, yeah. "What? What? What?" And that was probably a natural reaction. So you're telling yeah, me that Russell showed up like, that what day? Did not come back. Did he show up that day on set, not knowing that that thing was going to come out of there and oh, grab? He guy. didn't. He didn't know <laughs> any of it. Well, the script. <laughs> this, honestly, a lot of the script was on a need to know basis. I so love there's. It. So there was the scene when. Uh, uh, is it who's the sword fighter guy? Is that wind? Yes, yeah, wind, no, that's yeah. rain. Rain, all right. So he rain has fight. the nice air, rain conditions. Yeah. Okay, so he is fighting with <laughs> with uh Wang, the, the great sword fight. So they all drink the potion, and then Wang yep. and him are having an amazing fight. All I'm wild. feeling pretty good right now. I'm feeling, yeah. oh, I'm feeling kind oh, of no, yeah, right now. <laughs> <laughs> feeling pretty good. You guys feeling good? <laughs> feeling good? I'm feeling, I have a really positive attitude about this. <laughs> it was like the first time any one of us, on yeah. Shoulders. Feeling so That's one of the greatest Jack Burton oh, lines okay. of the whole movie is when Wang's like, <laughs> He's like, I'm going to use my six. What is it? I'm going to. I have a six demon bag here. He's like, that's <laughs> sensational, Wang. What's in it? <laughs> Let me finish my story about oh, Wang and, and and Rain. So the the script was on such a need to know basis that uh, Carpenter told the guy who was playing Rain that you should play this seriously. This is a serious fight. So <laughs> they're fighting on the wires and he's just like putting his all into acting and they're just going back and forth and back and forth. And then there's that part where Wang raises his eyebrows and gives him like a hey, hey. Yeah, that's so good. <laughs> waka waka. And he he said that he was so thrown off in the scene that he almost thought that they should cut that he that he ruined the scene. Like he didn't realize. And then afterwards, John Carpenter tells him that scene was supposed to be played for comedy, and he was like, "Oh, basically, he was saying it wouldn't have been funny if he knew that it was supposed right. to. If he wasn't yeah. perfect." back and forth with the carpenter yeah. i i was thinking the only the only comparable like tightrope walking i've ever honestly ever seen out of a director like this movie does is maybe like paul verhoven in like i was thinking of like starship troopers or total recall where it just like it walks that line between like you are taking this seriously and you're also laughing at it at the same time on purpose like this movie never falters other than maybe the kidnapping bit it's always right on that line of like this fucking shit is hilarious it's also like a serious action movie in its weird way too. And it wants you to, it demands that you digest the movie in both of those ways at the same exact time. You have to take it seriously and laugh at it at the same time. And then they show up at the wedding. Nobody had stopped them at all up until this point. And they're literally standing there like they're gonna catch the bouquet or something. And they gotta wait, right, for him to become flesh. So oh, I but put you mean, when Lopan- you mean, you mean David Lopan's neon wedding. 
is what I yeah. wrote here. Because oh, it's just like yes. neon strips of everything all around <laughs> You mean, you mean where, where he had the needle of love that he made? The yes, the needle. He keeps yeah. having to stab her with his needle in order to turn flesh. If there oh, was man, a group of white teenage girls walking, walking by... Yeah, if there was a group of white teenage girls walking by like it was a mall in the 80s, it wouldn't have surprised me. That's how much neon was in there. David Lopez's like, neon wedding. Yes. Yeah. They all, and then they, I, the guys all come out of the elevator and explode on the scene. And then it has one of the, the, they come the most out of classic. The belly. The, the classic. <laughs> yeah, everybody the loves the, this, this sequence in the movie when Jack shoots above his head. <laughs> yeah, it's one of my favorites by far. One of the Emily laughs the big, bat- the big battle's about to go down. The guy who would normally be the hero in the movie, but is just kind of not really. Shoots up in the, they're all doing the battle streams, right? Everybody's like doing like, yeah, yeah. Get ready to go. And he joins in and he's, and he's like all pumped up and he shoots straight up in the air and he's under like a beautiful like Roman arch <laughs> for some reason that collapses on his head and knocks him out. <laughs> There's there's about what three four maybe five minutes of action scene that follows where he's just not in it at all. It's great. They even have a <laughs> like a real quick cut of like a shot of like his boots while he's lying on the ground. Yeah, it's just like out. somebody's like fighting over him. But that's a constant theme through the whole movie. If you watch it, he does shoot people, but he never actually gets in like the full kung fu action. There's always like some too real Buster Keaton excuse as to why like oh my knife's over here. Or, right. oh, I shot the ceiling and I got knocked out. Then that he gets hurt. up oh, and the battle I'm adding that too. I'm, I'm adding Buster Keaton to my, what kind of movie is this? Oh, yeah. Movie. There's a total two reel, like, yeah. shots in this, definitely. But they all start fighting, which is awesome. And that's, like, the scene yeah. I think I always wait for. It's, like, the big final battle. When Egg busts out the dildo firecracker. And uh, this yeah. is, like, 30 is, feet. 30 that feet. Is not, that's <laughs> before... <laughs> Hold on, hold on. That is, that <laughs> is not before even Egg and Lopan do video game laser oh my God. aura battle. It reminded me of when we were kids, Sprague, uh, you had a Mac and you had this game on that was called Battle Chess. And for some reason, and it would be like you play chess and it would be like my knight takes your pawn and it would be a little computer game and the knight yeah, would come awesome. out and like slash the pawn down and be like, oh, right. kind of like the chess game in um, Star Wars. That's what, as a kid, that always reminded me of that that fight scene with their like computer, like yeah. hacky like, thing. And I was like, "That'll just." Did you notice this funniest thing that I never noticed? Okay, so Wang and Rain, which sounds like some sort of R and B group, by the way, um, <laughs> they after I, they I finish their it. fight, I would feel it. Yeah, feel my Wang Rain. But um, <laughs> Wang throws the sword. Rain gets hit and he goes into the Buddha belly, right? Mm-hmm. So when David Lopan is going to leave, there's a shot where you still see Rain's feet. His body is in yeah. the Buddha belly and all you see are his yeah. feet. It's an and he throws something in it, right? Like an explosive yeah. or something? He's just like, there. I got this. That, yeah. that sequence was so confusingly edited. I think there was, there was the issue with the skull thing because right before what Dave just said, <laughs> The skull thing gets blown up by like rogue lightning or whatever. Like, the lightning yeah. dude blows it up, and but then also it's the destroyed. And then the very next shot, it's wide open, and they have a shot of everybody like in again. This is all part of what Dave just described. In that sequence, there's a shot of all the people like running into the skull, but then they cut, and it's them not being able to open like the Iron Maiden door, which was in the earlier scene. 
But the, then the they go belly, to the Buddha belly. Yeah. Then they go to the Buddha belly, which is a whole, which is like maybe the Iron Maiden door, but maybe not. You can't really tell depending on the shot you see it in. <laughs> and the feet are hanging out of it, of lightning, of uh, whichever wind. His feet are rain, rain, <laughs> rain. Sorry, and um, and his feet are hanging out of it. And then all of a sudden they're running through the Buddha belly. So it's like, yeah, that totally like, like chaos, man. It's the, in, in it's the fog of ways. war in, in the Chinatown underworld. There's just right. It never quite worked out. It doesn't bother me though. I don't think it affects the movie at all. Like you don't care, and you have to like be really watching shot to shot to catch it. If you're if you're yeah. not paying attention that deeply, which you really shouldn't to this movie, you, it just flies <laughs> by and you don't even care. You're like, and they escape like every other five previous scenes. But it is a really weird sequence to watch if you're really watching it for like continuity or whatever, because it makes no sense. It's mad. Yeah, I still am on this like Rain and Wang R and B group. It's like coming out this fall. <laughs> Rain and Wang sing the classics from Chinatown. <laughs> Girl, big trouble. The little China. Um, the next thing so is, oh you yeah, see the argument. Like I love, I love the argument between uh, Wind and David Lopin, where he's like, you know, yelling. Mao Ying doesn't want to be with him, and then suddenly Wind goes, "But master, you're you are flesh," and he, and suddenly David Lopin goes. Ha ha, that's right. And he's like, basically, <laughs> like, I don't need you, bitch. I'm. I'm Fletch, and yeah. they do wrap this up so 80s style, like so oh. quickly. Because then Wang runs in, he Love starts fighting Win, and then Jack and um, Jack Will Pan the... have the Western standoff. Oh, the greatest! And he's the got the knife. The Chinese standoff. It's, there's a great the throwaway old... line where he says that. He's like the old he says Chinese that in the standoff. alley. Oh, they, that that the Chinese that standoff is, is way back in the, alley. In the first alley. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, like See, it's a Chinese standoff. <laughs> They're like, what's a fucking Chinese standoff? Yeah. Well, anyways, they just look at each other until one person screams and then they fight. Right. As pretty much goes just... down. So he comes in and he, whatever happens, he gets his shot Lopan. and throws the knife. <laughs> he throws oh, the no, knife, no, boom, and it hits Lopan. the gong. Yeah, Lopan catches it and he's like, this is a nice knife. And he's like, <laughs> no, he missed. <laughs> Didn't Kurt Russell like gong. miss the first time? And then Lopan yeah, picks it up and he goes, Dave's right. Nice knife, Mr. Burton. Goodbye, Mr. Burton. Kind of like a Bond villain, which is kind of Burton. awesome. And he throws yeah. it, then Burton catches it, and he throws it back. Boom! And all the Buddhas go to shit. Like, all his, his statues are destroyed. So <laughs> and he, del he delivers <laughs> the perfect line. It's like line. a 10-second shot of, of every Buddha falling over in places. sequence. <laughs> well, then, okay. the, then the guy, then Wind? Is that who that is? The guy Rain, yeah, Wind. Wind. Wind comes really gets in. Upset. He gets he's so upset. sad. <laughs> It's like, oh. there's like a scene he's like ready to fuck them up and like fight them and all of a sudden he like sees it and he goes like oh and then he like blows up it's so sad that is amazing it's, that dude's crazy it's so funny where did the writer come up with that would be like well we gotta kill win somehow well he just gets really upset he just he's a manic so depressive he gets oh. so sad he explodes <sighs> yeah and that's because, like a because wang is really the wind and then Wang is really the wind. So <laughs> what you call lightning comes out of nowhere. And I wrote this down. I was like, for the amount of time lightning showed off how good he is with lightning, he could have yeah. killed them. He could have just killed them. But he had to yeah. burn down that huge like chandelier. And, yeah. and, and, and then just like the lovely, I love this about 80s movies too, how long it takes them to get up the fucking rope. Oh, I love it. 
and, and lightning's just walking and walking. You're like, you shoot lightning out of your hand. Oh, also, <laughs> the fact that, that like the rope, the top of that rope, where all of the weight is being secured as they're like, you know, rolling people <laughs> up that thing is an old man holding a crossbow. Yeah, with one hand. <laughs> with one, one hand. hand. He's like, come on up. <laughs> Egg's awesome. Egg, Egg, nothing happens without Egg. Egg, they get eaten by monsters. The story's over. Egg, Egg's there. <laughs> you have a six demon bag. Sensational. Demon What's bag. in it? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> So then they all get out. Actually, no, this is actually coming up on my favorite quote. So they, they he opens so uh, Kurt Russell opens up a gate and he goes, Oh, there's my truck. My truck. And so they run. So then the guy, the security guys are after them. They run for the truck and Jack's holding the door. He lets the door go. <laughs> Once again, the security guys come up, line up like an executioner. <laughs> a firing line. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> just, they are a death squad, is what they are. And man, is he running so fast. And so he gets in there. They have the joke about the keys. He starts the car, and she goes, What's that? And he goes, 6.9 on the Richter scale. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, Yeah. yeah. And then you finally Name see of your sex tape. Name you finally of your sex see tape. the emblem on the grill, which just says "haul an ass." Yeah. Haul an ass. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I saw this movie in a theater like last year, maybe. I took a friend to see it who had never seen it. I was like, "Oh my god, we're going to see it." We saw it in there's a theater in Baltimore that's the oldest pure movie theater in America, I think. It's like cool. It was never like a, it was never like anything else. It was just a movie theater for like 120 years, and uh, they have like old fashioned seats. So we go to and they show old movies. So I was like, you guys see Big Trouble in Little China? It's amazing. And we go see it, and there's 200 people in the theater. It's jammed, and every fucking joke just slams. Like everything, <laughs> like all these parts that we're laughing at. Everybody, like five seconds into this movie, everybody's on board. And it's honestly one of the five greatest movie theater experiences of my life. I fucking love this movie. It's so fucking funny. It's so funny. Well, last chance. I'm a rich man now. Give up the open road, sell my truck, settle down. Couldn't have that in my conscience. The only way it might work is if you buy a bigger truck, one with a cozy little apartment in back, just big enough for two. Sounds pretty great. But you know something? Sooner or later, I rub everybody the wrong way, and... Well, let me think about it. God, aren't you even gonna kiss her goodbye? Nope. And so like, yeah, Jack goes check your sources. Help yeah, me find Jack a name for it. <laughs> What does she say? Margot says to Jack as Jack's leaving, she goes, you're not even going to kiss her? And he goes, yeah, you're not even going to kiss her goodbye? No. Nope. 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 <laughs> and he throws the, the saddlebags over his shoulder. Yeah, but even, be even before that, it's like, it's like one of those Han Solo, it's like a Han Solo and Princess Leia moment where, yeah. you know, when she's like, uh, uh, you know, I love, I love you. you. I know. And uh, so... So they go through this whole thing where where she's like, uh, you know, are you going to stay in San Francisco? And he's like, no, definitely not. And she's like, and then she's like, well, you could, you know, buy a bigger truck with like a bigger cabin for two people, and then we could. And he's like, 
Uh, people just like get annoyed by me eventually. I rub you people the, the wrong way again. eventually. So yeah, she even tries to like come up with a plan for them. It's like you get a big truck, I could be in the truck, we're driving <laughs> around, banging, and uh, I'd watch that movie. Yeah, I, but he, he was like Gracie no. and Jack. just listen to the old pork chop express here now and take his advice on a dark and stormy night when the lightning's crashing and the thunder's rolling and the rain's coming down and sheets thick as lead just remember what old jack burton does when the earth quakes and the poison arrows fall from the sky and the pillars of heaven shake yeah jack burton just looks that big old storm right square in the eye and he says give me your best shot pal i can take it he gets uh, John Carpenter. I think thought this was going to be a big hit because he got like a little bit of a budget to do this. I he said, got... I said when the movie was over, I said to to Jill that if I had made this movie and it bombed like it did, I would have been so heartbroken. I would have like crawled into a cave for years. I'd have been like, I just made the most fun, amazing, incredible movie. Everybody's gonna love it. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I, you put it out there, and then it just bombs. I can't even imagine how that yeah. feels. But you know what? Well, the same year, in the same year, uh, this came out, and The Golden Child came out in the same uh, year. This is yeah. a way better movie than Golden Child. It I is, Golden but Child The Golden Child is I agree, but I love both. Yeah, I love both movies. You know, John Carpenter, he said, if I cannot get <laughs> Jack Burton a sequel, I will get Snake Plissken a sequel. And then he went and did it. <laughs> So, yeah. alternative soundtrack. So bad. The entire Wu Tang catalog. Uh, the Pulp that Fiction soundtrack. I can yeah. see the Pulp Fiction okay. soundtrack. Right. The Snatch soundtrack. And Blade Runner. Yeah. Oh, Blade right. Runner. That was, throwing that dude, in. Dave, when, I don't you, know. when you started that, when you started that, I didn't know where you were going. But I, I, but three out of those four, I'm like, yeah, all right, I can see that. I get it. You, you can convince me on that. that one. It's not as good as uh, Big Trouble in Little China, the song. No, that's amazing. There's a song. Here, yeah. Here are my alternative titles. Run into the mystic night. Run until they take us away. Take us away. Take us away. Big trouble. Little China. You can feel the thunder moving. It's pretty good. <laughs> what can't John Carpenter do? Um, his score, his right. score to so this the, is so really good. Right. Uh, how much do you think this movie was made for? $25 million. Dave? I'm, I'm not going to say because I already oh. I, I listened to that one too. I'm going to double it. I'm going to say it had a $50 million budget. Whoa. Josh Sprague is right. Oh, $25 million. Bam. How, much do you think it grows? how much do you think it made at the box office? Well, it made 11 million, pretty close. Bam! <laughs> Time for the question, Mike. Yeah. Oh, wait, there's one more thing I want to say. This is okay. actually based on a movie called Zoo Warriors from Magic Mountain that John Carpenter saw, which was had the Chinese wire work in it, which was pretty ah. prevalent in kung fu movies, but not in American kung fu movies. So Big right. Trouble in Little China is one of the first times where you actually see wire work, which became very pre like prevalent in the 90s. So, guys, <laughs> does this movie suck now? Like, if you went and saw this movie, not as, a, not as a kid, you went and saw this movie last week, like you were saying, Josh, you went to theater and saw this. Like, does it suck? 
Would you recommend it to people? Like genuinely, not like with a caveat. It does not suck now. Is and This is Dave Gugino, Mike's brother speaking. Um, <laughs> you know who you are by now. <laughs> Do you? No, I would recommend it now. If I saw this now, I would the same thing. Like, you know, I, like I said about Kroll last week that you, you had to kind of explain what you're getting involved in. This one, no. I still think the effects and everything, they don't look that dated to me. You have some spots, sure. But in general, the way they did it, I think this movie holds up completely. I, I agree with Dave because I disagree with everything Dave said to a T. <laughs> and I think this movie, like, the only, I, I want to call it perfect. I think that, like I said, the kidnapping's a little, like, weirdly too serious. But that might just be because of, like, how much more we know about that in the real world than maybe we did as kids in the 80s and it was just a damsel in distress. So that's not really the movie's fault. Um, I think it's basically a perfect movie. I think it's a masterpiece. I think it's John Carpenter just like putting his nuts on the table and being like, I can balance this movie perfectly. What do you got? And I love it. I just love it. It, it Like I said, it killed in the theater with a modern audience like two years ago, a year ago. My fr I took a friend to see it who had never seen it. He loved it. I obviously Hello. agree. It most certainly does not suck now. And I feel like when my daughter gets to a certain age and she's like, Daddy, tell me about the 80s and I want you to use only three <laughs> to five movies to explain it to me. This would obviously be on the list. And I would say this, this was a lot of what the 80s was right here. Yeah. It's like you, no, nobody knew what the fuck was going on and there was some <laughs> weird shit happening but everybody yeah. kind of rolled with it and people were cool with each other. And there were a lot of horny white people. <laughs> and a ton of cocaine. And, a ton of like, cocaine. and nobody slept for three days. <laughs> I mean, I watched this movie with Sarah the other night and I, we enjoyed it. I think just as much. What was really nice is I think the testament of a really good movie over time is that you always notice something new about it every time you watch it. Mm -hmm. And it's always something that you enjoy. And there was definitely a lot more, I noticed a lot more about the sexual tension. There was definitely like a little more darkness in it. I got mm -hmm. more of the jokes. There was a lot of just yeah. throwaway jokes. But I also got like, I think watching it as a kid, it was like, I was like, this is a Kurt Russell vehicle. But this time after doing all the research, I really watched all the other actors in it. And I really thought of it more as an ensemble cast of it totally is that, yeah like like they just it's just yeah. a good adventure movie like mm -hmm. like what's good about adventure action comedy kind of movies in that vein is you're so comfortable even though they're in like really stressful situations like they're tied up in wheelchairs in a in a prison and i'm just totally comfortable <laughs> i'm not like freaking out like how are they going to get out of this yeah. like <laughs> Burton's gonna make it out of here. He's got yeah, a gonna trusty so boot knife. Like it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be fine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so we all pretty much agree. I asked people for their opinion on Facebook. Maybe uh, yeah, comments. Yeah. All of the comments. I'm not gonna read most of them. I think I read some of them. Thank but you. The, almost all of the comments were, "This movie is incredible. It's still good. There's no way." And I was trying to think of how to explain that. Where it's just like, the the title of the show is "Does It Suck Now." This movie, do you just say the title, people Absolutely. go, oh, no. that movie does not suck. No, it definitely <laughs> does not suck. <laughs> but I think it's good to take a critical look at movies that you love and are still good. So we can like take this movie 
that obviously doesn't suck and then compare it to a movie like we did Kroll, which we had, which is, we said was awesome, but had caveats to it where you have to explain. But then the next movie I think we're talking about doing is Beastmaster, which is one that just kept coming up, which could be a potentially difficult to get through. We don't know yet. (laughs) We need some divisiveness. We we need to find a movie that, that might actually suck. Upon second right. viewing, so I think I, this was a nice ride for us. I think we're all <laughs> feeling good after this, pretty psyched as we go into the next movie, where we might get in potentially get into trouble, big trouble, good, <laughs> big <good>. trouble. <laughs> I actually told Emily when we were talking about Beastmaster. She'd never heard of it, of course, and I said, "Here's what I remember." And you can leave the the listeners a little tidbit. Um, it's like Tarzan and Aquaman combined. God, that sounds so gross. <laughs> okay, so I think we're just going to, I think we got to leave it there. It? Yeah, that was perfect. Well done, Jesus. Dave. <laughs> All right. Right.